the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every born-again believer to have and enjoy. All of us who are born again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. But unfortunately, not too many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There's pathways that each and every one of us can follow that'll get us to the place where we have the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with you and me. So come on and let's learn a little bit more about some of those pathways that'll help us to get there. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, i got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because we're ready or not, here it comes. Amen. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word I'm about to give to thee. That's going to be a blessing to you and it's going to help you to be able to move forward into what God has in store for you as well as be able to instruct you, as well as direct you of how it is that you can move forward into the awesome things that God has waiting for us. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. So if I were you, I'd have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say, because I'm telling you, you're going to get a chance to be blessed this very day. We're going to, of course, continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increase intimacy with God. The Lord is desiring us to increase intimacy with him this year. He's in, in, in beckoning us to draw near. And, of course, if we do what it is he tells us to do, there are certain benefits that will be available to me and you. Of course, we're going to learn a little bit more about that today, and hopefully you'll be able to line your life up accordingly, just like this word is about to say. Have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed. We're going to pick up reading on our foundational text, then we'll move forward into today's information. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading in verse 13. It reads, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother, our brother like none other. 
the one that came to save us and be able to save us and, and save us is what he did too. And <clears throat> that's why we're excited about what he did for me and you. We're glad to be saved. Praise God. Is anybody in this house glad to be saved? Praise God. We're glad to be saved. Praise God. It's good to be saved. Praise God. Yes, man. And it's good to live to save life too. And save life is what he also made available to me and you. Because Jesus Christ said he has come that he might that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Of course, the life is talking about what we receive when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because he didn't have to son have life. Praise God. And we got the son. And we got life. We got Jesus Christ living on the inside of us. Which has allowed us to be brought into the family of God. Because he came to his own, but his own received him not. But to them that received him, gave he power to become sons of God. Even in them that believe on his name. That word power translates right, privilege, and authority. We have the right to be sons of God. We have the authority to be sons of God. And we also have the right and the privilege to be sons of God. What a privilege it is to be a son of God. Because it allows us the opportunity to live a life that we couldn't live without him. It allows us to be able to live a quality of life that we couldn't live without him. And it's a good life too. Praise God. I know it is for me. I don't know if it is for you. Praise God. Because he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Maybe it's because you got the life but you haven't stepped into the abundance yet. But today I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about how you can step into this abundance. Because when you get a chance to live this life out that God has in store for you. Ooh wee baby. I'm telling you it'll be a blessing to you. Now, Jesus Christ came not just to save us, but also to give an example to us so that we can be able to learn what we need to do so that we can be able to live the life that God has out in store for me and you. Well, we found out that Jesus is a son of God in whom the father is well pleased. We found out that that word son in the Greek is the word huio, which is talking about son. He's a son, praise God. But at the same time, he doesn't say what kind of son. That's why we have to look at the adjective that's attached to it to be able to determine what kind of son he really is. He is a dear son, which a beloved son, which means he's a dear son. And we found out he's a dear son because he's a near son, which means that he's not a distant son, but he's a, a close son. He's not a remote son, but he's an immediate son. And unfortunately, many people in the body of Christ who are living out less of a life than, they, than God intended for them to live are not operating as close sons like God desires us to. That's why he's our example so that we can learn that we need to do what he did so that we could be close sons too. And we found out Jesus was a praying man. Praise God. And so since Jesus was a praying man, we was a praying man too. And so, amen. amen. So we, we praying people too. Praise God. So we, we, we pray like we, like we ought to pray unceasingly like the word told me and you. But we found out he was also a person that was close to his father. And so since that's the case, we want to get closer to our father. Nearer, nearer our God to thee. That's our intention, and that's what we're going to be. We're going to get closer and closer to God like he's desiring, like he's desiring us to because God wants us to draw closer to him. That's his, his plan for me and you. Turn to James chapter 4. I'll show it to you. James chapter 4. Because God wants us to get closer to him, y'all. My God, this year has been a year of drawing closer to God. My hope is that you've been drawing closer to God. That you haven't just been hollering out, amen, but you being a woman and man is actually drawing closer to God. Because a lot of folk fake it up in church, praise God. But, but, but God presents opportunities for us to take up in church, praise God. And then take it in our lives too, so that we can be able to do what God wants us to do. We found out in verse 7 it reads, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But here's the kicker. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. 
We found out that God's been inviting us to draw nigh to him. Well, praise God, that's what we've been doing because the word nigh means near. God wants us to approach him. God wants us to be at hand. He wants us to come to him, come near to him. And that's what we've chosen to do. And we've drawn, we've drawn close to God, and God gave us a promise. You draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you too. Praise God. No, another way of saying it, if you make a move, I'll make a move. Come on, let's bust a move. And let's get real, real close to God. Anybody in here trying to try to get real, real close to God? Well, there's one of the things that you need to understand if you're going to do that, and that's that the next part of the verse kicks in, and that's cleanse your hands, ye sinners. <laughs> Amen. And purify your hearts, and ye double-minded. God wants us to cleanse our hands. He wants us to purify our hearts. In fact, that we found out that that's one of the benefits of drawing closer to God. That's why we've been working for a few weeks now on sinlessness, a result of intimacy with God sinlessness a result of intimacy with God because in most places that you go when they talk about getting closer to God it's all about getting more stuff it's all about getting more things it's all about having more money praise God and and and, and all the things that money can bring praise God but there's something that money can't buy it's called sinlessness and sinlessness is one of the privileges that we have of being people that walk close to God God wants us to be able to cleanse ourselves, make ourselves clean. That way we can stop being double-minded. Because the Bible says a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing from God. Nada, zero, do you get from God if you're double-minded. But as you draw closer to God, you begin to start getting the right mind. And that is a mind that's locked in with the mind of God. Because God is a person who is an entity, praise God, that does not care for sin. And if we're going to draw close to God, we're going to gain that same desire too. And that's to have the same non-caring for sin that he do too. Because if we walk with God, then the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Well, if we're going to walk with God, it's time for us to agree with God. Let me help you on this one. God ain't going to agree with you. You're going to agree with him. Praise God. Amen. Because if he agreed with you, then you Lord. Praise God. But he, he Lord. Praise God. So we're going to agree with God. Hallelujah. God's the one that's going in the direction that he wants us to go and taking us to the places he wants us to go. But our job is to line up with him. And we found out just like Jesus was without sin, God expects me and you to live our lives without sin. Hello. Just like Jesus was without sin, God expects us to live our lives without sin too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we found out God don't like no sin. God don't even like to look upon sin. And if we're invited to draw closer to him and fellowship with him, then we need to walk like him. And that's why he told us to be imitators of Christ in all that we do. And that's why also God gives his word to me and you. Because we fall out that the law, the Lord is perfect. And it is the tool that is provided to us to be able to take us to school so that we can learn what we need to learn in order to live our lives right like God told us to. And that if we get this word upon the inside of me and you, then that thing will be able to cleanse our hearts like he's told us to do and be able to allow us to be able to walk this thing out like God desires me and you. Well, last time we got together, praise God, we found out that when God's word is in our hearts, we won't sin against him, which is the reason why most folks sin against him because it ain't in their hearts. It be in their head. That's until they get a chance to go and get in somebody's bed and then they forget all about everything that God has said. Come on up in here with me, somebody. Praise God. And, you know, when it's time to do something other than what, we, what God said do, because it's not in our heart, we're willing to do it. But we found out if you get this word up on the inside of you, you'll never sin against God. We found out that word never means not ever, at no time, not at all, or not at any time. Absolutely not to no extent or degree will we do anything opposite of what God said to you and me. 
Because we found out that God's intention for us, this people that he's in covenant with, is to get this word in our heart. Because he said, when I write this word in your heart, he said, not only will you not sin against him, but he also said that he'll be your God and we'll be his people. Well, God's looking for people to be his people. God's looking for people to be his people. Not in name only, but in actions too. Ones that live out this thing that he has in store for me and you. We found out in 1 John chapter 2 that God's intention for us was to never sin. Go back to 1 John chapter 2. Praise God. I just want to show it to you one more again. Because once again, a lot of folk done got a lot of bad teaching on this. Praise God. That's why when they hear stuff like that, they say, man, can't nobody do that. Well, then, well, then God is jacking us up by telling us to do something and expect something of us that we can't do. That's right. But we found out last time that God will not only tell you what to do, but he'll give you the power to do what he said to do too. First John chapter 2, verse 1, he says, my little children. Then that's y'all, by the way, you who are born again. My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That's Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. Now, we learned last time that everybody liked to run to that propitiation part and that substitute part, praise God, about how glad we are that Jesus Christ went to the cross for me and you. And we should be excited about that and thrilled about it, too. But it opened a door of opportunity to me and you, too, one that we couldn't previously do. Hey, man. And we found out one of them is to not sin. Because he said, my little children, these things right unto you, speaking of the word of God, that ye sin not. Which means God said, I've given you this word so that you don't have to sin. I've given this word so that you don't have to miss the mark. I've given you this word so that you don't have to make another mistake another day in your life. That you can be able to walk your life out like you're supposed to. And that's the same way as the sinless son that he told you to. Because he told us in the book of Ephesians to be imitators of him as dear children and walk in love even as he is walking in love. And so since we, he told us to do it, then that means we could do it. And he said, I'm giving you the word so you can do it. But the problem is, saints, is that most of us don't know the word. And most of us flat out ain't put it in our hearts. We might have it in our head or in our Bible next to our bed, but we don't get it in our hearts like the word said. Because we don't meditate God's word like he told us to. We don't meditate God's word like he told us to. We don't meditate God's word like he told us to. We don't meditate God's word like he told us to. We don't meditate God's word like he told us to. You think they heard me? I said they don't meditate. We don't meditate God's word like he told us to. Because God told us to meditate this word so we can get it in our hearts. Because once it's in our hearts, we won't sin against him. He wrote this word to us so that we never make another mistake a day in our lives. Because we found out how do you know whether you're making a mistake unless you know what's a mistake. Praise God. So that's why God gives his law, his teachings, his doctrines and instructions. So that we can then be able to identify what sin is. So that we can then be able to, once we identify what sin is, we can eliminate what sin is. Because the word of God is the power of God unto salvation. It's the one that gives you your chance to be able to have a a brand new manifestation. And that includes a lifestyle resurrection. Praise God. Now, once God gives us this word last time when we left off, we found out we'd be very wise to stop and never start doing it again. Because once God told us what's wrong, then we know that's wrong. So we don't want to do that no more. No different than if I told you that 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 poison was in your Kool-Aid, you wouldn't drink that Kool-Aid no more. No matter how hot it gets. No matter how it's dripping, looking wet. No matter whether it has a beautiful aroma about it and a fragrance that'll cause you to want to get, the fact that you know that there's poison in it means you'll never touch it again. 
Well, once you know what stuff is, Roy, God wants you to know it. Then from that point forward, then now that thought is now yours, not just his. And from that point, it gets easy to do what God said to do. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 29, please. See, the Lord expects us that when we find out about this wisdom that he gives me and you, this knowledge that he shares with me and you about what is and what is not that we should do, that we should, we should be a little excited about it. We should begin to get thrilled about it. Get excited when we find out we're wrong. And I thank you. Wouldn't you be excited if I, if, you, if I told you there was poison in that cup that you was about to drink up? Wouldn't you be pleased about that? Why? Because it'll kill you. Or at least cause you to live less of a life than you're supposed to. Well, God said, I'm trying to tell you and get you away from the stuff that's going to cause you to live less of a life than you could. So you ought to get excited about it. And be delighted about it. Proverbs chapter 29. Verse 3 says, Whosoever loveth wisdom rejoices his father. But he that keepeth company with harlots spendeth his subjects. We ain't going to talk about folk that's stupid enough to do that, praise God. Let's just go back to the first part. Whosoever loveth wisdom rejoices his father. That's a powerful statement right there. See, if we love the wisdom that God shares with us concerning what sin is in his eyes, then our father is pleased with that. Our father is pleased with that. See, God rejoices when we love the wisdom that he shares with us about sin. God loves when we share with him, when we rejoice about the wisdom that he shares with us about sin. Amen. If anybody ever tried to tell somebody something and, you know, you ran into one of them hardhead folk that don't like what you said and get an attitude because you said it and stuff like that. I know you was like thrilled and excited about telling them some more, wasn't you? No. You might have tried it again, but then they played your heart again and you like, in your mind, they like, well, then forget you, fool. Or, you know, something like that. Praise God. Whatever works in your kind of language. Praise God. But that, that would be your mindset about where you think you get that from. See, God rejoices when people rejoice over what he tells them. That's why I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but when a preacher thinks that you're really paying attention to what he's saying and you're really gobbling up what he's saying, oh, it, it, it turns his juices on, praise God. He'll get to flowing and flowing, praise God, and cause you to be able to share more of what he's knowing, praise God. But if you act like you don't want to hear it and just sit there like a bump on a log, praise God, he'd be like, well, then, y'all not flowing with me up here. And that's not, his, and, and I'm going to help you here. That's not even his decision. Because God anoints him to speak to you. Which means when you play him hard, you just played God hard and God back up off and say, that's all right. Just hurry and finish the message, close it up and let's go. Because they don't want to hear what I got to say. Oh, but when folk is like fired up by what God got to say, God will turn up the tap. Praise God. God, turn it on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why we be wise to begin to start rejoicing when God tell us that we're wrong. Tell us that we're wrong. Tell us that we're acting stupid. Tell us that we're acting crazy. All tarted and stuff. And then when we do it again, we retard it. Praise God. God rejoices when we love the wisdom that he shares with us about sin. And if our father rejoiced in our loving what he shared with us about sin, then we ought to love causing him to rejoice. 
if it causes our father to rejoice, we ought to love causing our father to rejoice. We ought to rejoice in that he's rejoicing. And some of us sons are willing to take it to the next level. That is, if we love that he's rejoicing over us, loving the wisdom that he shared with us about sin, then we ought to show enough love even more, not doing the sin that he shared with us that we ought not do. Because if you think he rejoices over you rejoicing over what he said, now how much you think he would rejoice over you doing what he said? I got any parents in the house say, hey. Now when you're talking to your child of whatever age and they listening to you, that makes things easier than when they looking all the way like they don't want to hear nothing you got to say, right? But if they turn to you and say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. That's like, all right, nah. I like this. I can get used to this. And then if you find out that they did what you said, OC, 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 it get good then. They did what? They did what we said? Praise God. When a pastor find out that you did what he said, Oh, see, sookie, sookie, now. <laughs> it's like, see, now, okay, well, if you did this one, let me drop this one on you. Because there's things that I want to share with you, but you ain't ready for. But if you do that, then I can open up my big door. And I can start letting some so-nuff stuff flow through me. Rather than having to keep pouring out milk. Keep breaking off pieces of bread. We can be able to back the truck up and give you loads of bread. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Now, if that's, like, if that's that way with us, then we should think it's that way with the Father. We should delight our Father daily. We should get him to be able to get excited daily. Because if you rejoice that we rejoiced over the fact that you gave us wisdom, and you show enough ones rejoicing over the fact that we're walking in what you said to do, then, hey, we're about to do what you said to do. Come on, go over to 3rd John 2. 3rd John 2, I just want to show it to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, we're doing this. Because God's raising up a people who, de- who, de- who delight themselves in what he says. Amen. And then order their lives according to what he said. 3rd John 2. Verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. But notice it's just a wish. He said, I wish, I wish, I wish. I wish that you would be prosperous. I wish, I wish, I wish. I wish that you would be healthy. But verse 3 is powerful. It says, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. He said, I got pumped, excited, thrilled. When I found out that it got in you, that it really went in you, that you really got that in you, in your heart. Because now I know we're about to do something now. Even as thou walkest in the truth, that when I find out that you ordering your life according to what I said to you, God said, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. Could you imagine God getting off the throne, cutting a step? Like, oh, watch out now. Oh, Lift his hands up and, and get ready to re- and rejoice, praise God, and slap some of them angels that's flying around him. Whap, praise God. <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> Glory to God. That excites me. That don't excite y'all. Well, that's all that we have time for today. 
We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the doors of opportunity that He has opened for us to have an increased intimacy with Him in our lives. A door of opportunity that should be walked through that will cause manifestation of awesome things in our lives. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of having increased intimacy between God and me and you so that you can do what you need to do to follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word laid out for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed Anifier. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and vital for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. The VIP transportation services are available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought of being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.